Oh, hi. My name's Amy and I'm an exercise addict. Our bodies don't crave to be beat up. How much cardio is too much? Oh, I had a brownie. I better go run around the block or do three miles or pick up an extra class. It will show up in all different areas of your life. That is going to cause wrinkles. It's going to cause chronic inflammation. You can even find it on a menu right next to Botox. It's going to age you faster. I think calories in, calories out is BS. Absolutely need protein. Women, we need protein. We need it to keep our muscle mass. We need it to keep building our muscle mass. All of a sudden you're dropping inches like crazy. You're like, wait a minute, I'm eating more than ever and I'm and I'm losing. How is that possible? I really hope that everyone listening, you know, does not just take this with a grain of salt. If you are considering doing something like a diet pill, diet shot, please, please, please know Welcome to my guest today, Amy Wilson. Amy, I'm very excited to get into this conversation, but before we do dive in, do you mind giving a brief description of who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Amy Wilson. Um, If you ever look me up on internet, it's Amy K. Wilson, because there's a lot of Amy Wilsons out there, but I am, I almost like, I always say a triple threat, but I have a triple kind of thing. What I do, I'm a board certified geriatric pharmacist a certified fitness professional and a certified nutrition coach. So I use all three of those in, I'd say my business, the nutrition coach pharmacist to help people get healthy. I'm a pharmacist who would really prefer that you use other ways to get healthy than medication. And it is possible. It's possible to reverse disease. I work in long-term care, which is nursing homes. And I see what poor nutrition or habits can do to us. They age us faster. They make us weak. They make us frail. And unfortunately, you would think that in nursing homes, I should see people in their 80s and 90s. I do, but I'm seeing a lot more in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And my mission is not only to keep you out of a nursing home, but give you tips to keep you out of a nursing home, but also for us who are in our midlife to understand that this is now the time that we have to get it together. And if you're younger than midlife, then this is absolutely the time that you need to start working on your health so that you don't have to make those decisions later on in life, whether it's going to be medication or is it now time to change? The time to change is now. And that is where I'd really try to educate and make it doable because you don't have to rely on medication. Mother nature has given us everything. It's so refreshing to hear someone that's, you know, board certified, nutritionist, all these things talk about the other side of it outside of, you know, the modern day healthcare and big pharma and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I I hate to say I'm not a fan of big pharma. You'd think I would. It's like, but, but we create disease states so that we have medication to take and medication is a treatment. It's not a cure. Mm -hmm. And it's not, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it is diet now, because we have diet drugs out there, it's still a treatment. It's not a cure. Right, right, exactly. And it's um, going after the symptoms, not the root cause, right? Exactly. Absolutely. So I know that you help women reverse prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. So what could people do to start moving the needle? Diabetes and heart disease, a lot of those are 
caused by what's considered chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation is caused by the food that we put into our body along with lack of sleep, along with stress. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be eating healthy. I get all these foods that say healthy quotation marks, but is it really, is it being packaged? Is it marketing? When you eat ultra processed foods, and that includes foods that some things say healthy on the package, it's a lot of chemicals, it's a lot of additives, sugars, dyes, you name it, more likely you can't pronounce what the ingredients are, that is causing chronic inflammation. When you have chronic inflammation, your blood sugar kind of doesn't like to be stabilized. It just doesn't work. And when you start reducing that chronic inflammation, when you start stabilizing your blood sugar with the food that you eat, with working out, adding weight training, you can reverse prediabetes and actually reverse or get better with type two. It depends on how long you've had type two, if you can reverse it. But if you're in the beginning stages, it's absolutely possible to get back to that pre-diabetic or even before a pre-diabetic stage. Takes work. Absolutely takes work because it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you to change. You don't just go to the doctor and go, hey, all of a sudden I show up with blood pressure or all of a sudden I got diagnosed with prediabetes or diabetes. It was something that was brewing for years. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to peel back some of the behaviors, maybe peel back your belief systems because the multimedia will tell us, oh, well, this is healthy or that's healthy, or you should be doing that when that really isn't the case. It comes down to eating real food and moving your body. That's, that's really the basics, but you can't just have one macronutrient, macronutrient, meaning protein, fats, and carbohydrates. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to go all protein or all protein and fat and be keto and no carbs. Your thyroid needs carbs. It's a balance. It's a delicate balance so that your body gets all the nutrition, all the micronutrients, all the macronutrients that it needs in order to prevent diseases. Mm. I like that. So you don't subscribe to a certain, um, one of these extreme diets. It's more about kind of leaving out the foods that are processed and have like these, these letters and numbers that are ingredients that we have no idea where they came from and stick to things that we recognize. Yeah. Cause diets don't work. I mean, and I get this all the time. I'll get a client that says, but when I did this diet, Okay. Well, let's think about that. I want you to think about what diet you did that you're like, oh, but I got my skinny jeans or I looked amazing. How long were you able to do that lifestyle? How long were you able to do that diet? Did you feel deprived? Was it all of a sudden you had a cookie and it put you in a binge? Were you not the nicest person to be around mm -hmm. because you were dieting? Were you avoiding parties? Were you avoiding going out to dinner with your spouse or doing things with your kids because you were either glued to a certain restriction or a maybe it was a certain shake or a package of food that you were only allowed to eat? Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. It's not mentally healthy. It's not healthy in what you're ingesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah. How long did that really last? If right. it's, it's something that you're able to do for years. Uh -huh. And I always say that we need to quit 
chasing skinny and start focusing on health. And when you focus on the health, the body type that you want will start to come. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not sustainable. Right. And yeah, I completely agree. And you mentioned blood sugar spikes. So what can we talk about the relationship between blood sugar spiking and aging? Yeah. So when you think about blood sugar, um, if you think about someone, you know, pricking their finger and they're taking their blood sugar, you're seeing what's going on with your body at that time. Mm -hmm. If you do it after you eat, you're, you should maybe about 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, you should see a small little bump up, meaning that your blood sugar doesn't stay flat line. People like, Oh, I'm stabilizing my blood sugar. It never should move. No, your blood sugar goes up and down. That's normal. That's what you want. What we don't want is these gigantic going up a mountain spikes. And when that occurs, it actually causes you to age faster. It causes your cells to age faster. It causes your DNA to get shorter. DNA normally gets shorter over time. That's a normal process. But when you do high ultra processed foods, when you're doing lots of desserts, sugar, and I'm not talking about once in every while, I'm talking about that is what you are constantly eating and you're constantly spiking up your blood sugar. It's not doing these little jumps. It's these, these huge, huge, huge inclines that is going to cause wrinkles. It's going to cause chronic inflammation. It's actually going to um, increase your cholesterol. And it's going to age you faster. You're going to have more inflammation. You might have some brain fog. You might have headaches. If you're going through menopause, you're going to feel hot flashes. So there's a lot of things that occur when you are spiking the blood sugar. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if we are eating, once again, real food and focusing on, I would say PFC, protein, fats, and carbohydrates every time that you eat so that we're slowing down digestion doing it naturally and slowing down the blood sugar spikes. Well, and we're doing it with real food, not just junk food. You will start to slow down the aging process. And in fact, your DNA will actually grow in length. There's things called what's telomeres. So if you think about your sneakers or your tennis shoes, whatever you want to call them at the end, you have that little plastic part of the, of, so it doesn't unravel. Well, that's what a telomer is. As we age, they get shorter blood sugar spikes they get shorter. If we start eating right, we start fueling our body with what it needs, those telomeres get longer and we slow the aging process. I mean, you know, you see somebody that you graduated with going, man, they look amazing. They still look like they did in high school. And then you'll see someone going, wait, we're the same age. Really? I mean, they look like they're 20, 30 years older than me. Mm. It, a lot has to do with their nutrition. So we can look at them and be like, they must have short telomeric. Tel- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so question on the sugar though, because I see some people posting about that, that all sugar is the same, whether it's, and to actually choose a diet Coke over a piece of fruit. So that, oh. you're, what are your thoughts? Oh, that's horrible. Um, one diet Coke, think of how many different things are in there and it has sucralose or aspartame, which depends on where where it's made, artificial sugars have been shown to increase Alzheimer's. You're replacing one bad thing with another. So if you are drinking Diet Coke and not having fruit, well, fruit, yeah, fruit has natural sugar. Fruit also has fiber, 
which will slow that sugar spike. And it has macronutrients and micronutrients. It it's serving the body. It's giving it something. So your body is one big chemical reaction. We have all these things that are going on, enzymes, and in order to breathe, in order to think, in order to digest, there are all these chemical reactions. Diet Coke doesn't feed a chemical reaction. Mm. Fruit does. And Diet Coke does nothing for your gut, gut microbiome. If anything, it's going to hinder your gut microbiome. We know our gut microbiome is so important now. It's one of those things that we're really studying. We're calling it our second brain that mm -hmm. it does help in prevention of disease. Diet Coke is not going to serve you an apple. Yes. A banana too. Cause people are like making banana the villain. It's not mm -hmm. those things will actually help your gut microbiome. It's going to help your digestion. It's going to help prevent disease. Amazing. So people don't need to worry about having a piece of fruit and it's spiking their blood sugar. Some people do. So let me, let me just preface it. DNA. So I carry the type two diabetes. Should I have a banana by itself? No, because my disposition is that it's going to spike my blood sugar. However, you can do something by eating, at least for me, um, you can have some protein, some fat, and then eat the banana. And that is going to lower the impact of the blood sugar. It's going to slow things down so that it's not only the banana that's hitting your blood sugar, it's going to be, you have the protein and then you have the fat. And if you have even better, add some fiber to that, it's going to really slow down the impact of the blood sugar. This, there's another thing I wanted to go back to the inflammation for a minute, because we talked about how that's kind of behind everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are the five signs? I know you've talked about this, the five signs of metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome is, is very much tied to chronic inflammation. Metabolic syndrome, you will see, we used to see it. Once again, we used to see it in the older population. We now see it in younger. And so you're like, what is it? Well, it's also called syndrome X. And it's having three of the five of these, of these kind of like indicators. So high blood pressure is one of them a elevated blood glucose level, elevated LDL or low HDL, and then your waist circumference, meaning that more, more than likely if you are apple-shaped, that you are going to be in that category of having metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome increases your chance for prediabetes, diabetes, stroke, heart attack. That's why it's so important to get everything and, and really work on that chronic inflammation. And people are like, well, what is chronic inflammation? Is it like, you know, my joints are sore or my fingers are bloated. Is that what inflammation is? Mm -hmm. And the way I like to say it is, okay, let's think about a mosquito bite. We all get mosquito bites. And when you get bitten, it kind of blows up. It gets hot, it gets red. And our bodies are amazing machines. They see that, they see it as an invader. They're like, all right, we're on it. We're going to get this. And it's going to have a little bit of an inflammation just because that's how it's going to heal. But then it heals and the body calls everything off and says, okay, guys, you know, until the next invasion comes, we're good. Go back home, you know, take, take, a, take a five. When we use ultra processed foods, when we're doing junk food and stressors, it's like your body's getting bit by a mosquito 24 seven. And 
it's inflammation inside. Your body sees this inflammation. It's like, okay, you know, hey guys, let's go. Come on. It's it's time, it's time to get this done. The thing is, it never calls them off because it's never getting a break. And it builds and builds and builds and builds. And that is what the chronic inflammation will end up doing. You might see what's called visceral fat. Visceral fat is the fat that goes around the organs. And that's why I say apple shape, because that's usually a lot of visceral fat. Mm -hmm. uh, makes your organs work harder. And when your, orders, when your organs have to work harder, especially your heart, you're going to get high blood pressure. When your inflammation in your arteries and in your veins, we got high cholesterol. So it's really important to start serving your body with food that's going to help keep your body functioning. We're a car. I mean, technically we're a car. We're a great machine. We're not pulling up to the gas station and getting the ultra treat gas because we're just going to go down the block if that's the case. If we fuel us with a super premium, we're going to be amazing and think clearer and not have the headaches or the joint pain. It's amazing what happens when you get rid of that chronic inflammation and how quickly it, it dissipates and how quickly you feel much better. Mm. I love that you use the car analogy. I do that as well because we really are. And all these different symptoms you're talking about are like the, the warning lights on the dashboard, yeah. right? Yeah. And sticking with inflammation for a moment, because you're also in the fitness space as well, what does that have to do with like if you over like if you extend yourself in your workouts like if you work out too frequently and your body looks inflamed is I'm asking basically because I kind of did this myself <laughs> and I'm like maybe I need to work in more rest days maybe this isn't normal so hi my name's Amy and I'm an exercise addict so yeah, yeah I mean I'm I'm right with you and back in the day when I first started teaching um, fitness classes and I was doing all these things and I was not really realizing I was trying to out train a bad diet um I would teach all the time I would work all the time I would work out all the time and you know getting bigger what's what's going on why am I getting bigger um, I eventually blew my back out from being an exercise addict and had to have surgery. And it's interesting that you say this because I've had this conversation a lot because I teach and I am noticing the bodies and I don't mean to be mean or say, but this is the observation that I'm seeing. People are inflamed, inflamed and doing group fitness class after group fitness class after group fitness class. And seeing it in the faces. I see it in the circumference around the waist and almost like a muscle wasting. So the problem is, is overworking out. And you're like, wait a minute. And like, like back in the day when I was like, blew my back out and my doctor's like, you're an exercise addict. I'm like, so what, <laughs> right? It's not smoking. It's not drinking. How bad can that be? Right. It is. Our bodies crave movement. Our bodies don't crave to be beat up. And as females, we do that a lot. Oh, I had a brownie. I better go run around the block or do three miles or pick up an extra class. We are meant to work out. We are meant to lift weights, but we have to recover, to rebuild, to re-energize, to allow everything to be like, okay, let's get back to normal. And we're putting that constant stressor on our body. If you're, especially cardio, if you're doing tons of cardio, you're never, never taking a break. 
and you're like, oh, well, this is great. Well, you know, brain fog. How do you feel? And then if you are under eating on top of that, you're not burning fat. No matter what anybody says, it's like, oh, you know, you're going to be dieting. You're, you know, we're going to have you burning fat. No, our bodies hold on to fat, unfortunately. That's like genetics and it's pre-programmed. Fat is one of the last things to go. Will you burn some fat? Yes. But when your body needs readily available energy, muscle is the quickest form of energy. So you're going to get a majority of your energy from muscle. Muscles are fountain of youth. The more muscle we have, the higher our metabolism, the more that we're able to run, jump, whatever. And it's also going to slow down the aging process. The more muscle we have, the more insulin receptors we have. So that prediabetes diabetes is going to be prevented. And when you're just doing cardio, 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 or you're lifting every single day, you're not giving your body a break. You're not doing yourself any favors. In fact, you are tearing your body down. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it adds up definitely. Mm -hmm. And how much cardio is too much? So it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing hit every single day, doing cray, I call it cray cray, going balls to the wall, you know, and I'm, I'm, I am totally, totally guilty of this as an instructor. You're not working hard enough unless you leave your DNA on the floor. Okay. Maybe once or twice a week. Great. That's, that's fine. Doing hit once or twice, uh, probably about twice a week, especially for females, twice a week is, is enough. When you're doing it every single day, like that, that tears your body down. That doesn't mean that you don't do cardio. That just means that you're doing something that's that's a little bit more gentle on your body. Maybe you're doing a steady state. Maybe it's an easy run. Maybe it's maybe if you're doing, um, you know, like say you have Peloton, maybe it's an endurance ride or a low impact ride. You're still moving. You're still sweating because our bodies crave movement. It just doesn't crave the constant beat down. And then you pair that with lifting just for 30 minutes, because we don't have to do hours. 30 minutes is, is what your body needs is a good sweat for 30 minutes. Then you pair that with something like lifting three to four times a week, 30 minutes. Then you have the best, best match because sometimes we think that we have to work out all these hours to get results. When in fact, working out too long is where it's called like the law of diminishing returns. You keep doing more and more and getting less and less and less when you and I hate, I hate almost say work smarter, not harder, but it is kind of like work smarter, not harder. Okay. This, so then you have 30 minutes of weightlifting, not overdoing it on cardio, maybe a couple hit workouts a week mm -hmm. and, um, maybe a light run or a jog, things like that. Yeah. And then add in a balanced whole food diet. Yeah. And then, and I say neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And you're like, what's that? That means not sitting on your butt all day. That means once again, our bodies crave movement. It doesn't need to be, no, does not want to be sitting all day. We actually know sitting and being sedentary is what we're calling the new smoking. And so that just means, Hey, I'm doing laundry. I'm taking the dog for the walk. I'm going to the grocery store. It's just doing anything else besides sitting. It's not exercise per se, but it's movement. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I have to catch myself because I'll get, you know, in a work tunnel and be sitting yeah. hours. If you, if you have an Apple watch and it dings you every hour to move, <laughs> don't ignore it. I know a lot of us are like, I'm in a project. I'm zone. I'm in the zone. Mm -hmm. You know, leave me alone. 
don't ignore it. That is a sign that you've been sitting too long. You've been sedentary too long. Get up, move around, stretch, and then come back. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the meal times, are you a fan of keeping track of calories? Um, how do you feel about the calories in, calories out? I think calories in, calories out is BS. Uh, and here's the reason. Uh, I, yes. Do I say track? Absolutely. Calories? No. Macronutrients? Yes. So protein, fats, and carbohydrates. This is why a lot of people when, especially females will go 1200 calories. Okay. Maybe five, hundred calorie snack packs. All right. That's 500. Okay. An apple that's a hundred. Um, maybe I'll have a salad. Okay. That's 25. You know, we know the numbers, right? We know those calorie numbers. We mm -hmm. don't know the nutrition value. And all of those that I just mentioned, none of them had hardly any protein in it. Mm -hmm. We need protein. We absolutely need protein. Women, we need protein. We need it to keep our muscle mass. We need to keep building our muscle mass. When you are only looking at calories, you're not looking at the foods that you are consuming. You're like, oh, okay, let's just say you do clean. I'm going to, I'm just going to do clean. Well, it might be that all your calories are coming from carbs. Okay, well, that's clean, but maybe that's why you're not getting results because you're doing all these carbohydrates. Well, where's the fat? Where's the protein? So when you know and balance so much percentage of protein, so much percentage of fat, so much percentage of, of carbohydrates, and you track that, then you can start seeing better results and start feeling better. And the question I always get is like, but tracking stresses me out. Girlfriend, I've been there too. I mean, and the reason it stressed me out was because of being, thinking that this is all I can eat, of being restricted. The thing is, when you start eating real food and you start tracking your macronutrients, it almost comes to the point where for me, if I don't track, I don't eat enough. And that's what I find with most of my clients, especially when you start bringing the real food in, the whole food in, they're like, wait a minute, what do you mean I can eat all this food? What do you mean I need to eat more? Because you need all that nutrition. Real food is not calorie dense. Processed food is. And there's, there's a big difference when you start tracking those macronutrients. And then when you start feeling better and all of a sudden you're dropping inches like crazy. You're like, wait a minute, I'm eating more than ever and I'm, and I'm losing. How is that possible? It's because you're giving your body what it needs to do the chemical reactions. Since we're on this topic, how do you feel about fasting or intermittent fasting? I coach intermittent fasting. Okay. Intermittent fasting is a tool. It's not a diet. That's where the distinction needs to come in. I will get a lot of clients like, oh, I've done intermittent fasting. It doesn't work. And I'm like, well, what did you do? Well, I just only ate for eight hours. I'm like, what did you eat? Whatever I wanted. Okay. That's the problem. Okay. Intermittent fasting is a great tool. So what intermittent fasting will do is that it will help with decreasing insulin resistance. It will help increase insulin sensitivity. It will help with something called autophagy, which is cell turnover. Um, we do know that it possibly helps with the aging, slowing down the aging process. However, if you are not eating enough, if you are not fueling enough, then you're actually doing yourself a disservice and the intermittent fasting is not going to work and actually might be detrimental. You still need to fuel your body. The intermittent fasting is going to help. It's going to help with all the processes and the chemical reactions. And it does give your body digestive rest, which is so important because we think about it. We get up at 5 a.m. or whatever. 
have some coffee with our creamer and grab something. It might be a piece of toast, a donut, a bagel out the door, or maybe you're working from home. You grab something else a couple of hours later. It might be a handful of something. Grab something else. If you're at work, it might be somebody's candy jar or whatever's in the vending machine. Lunch, you're like, oh, I ate so much. I'm just going to eat a little bit. Two o'clock, you're starving. Grab whatever. Come on the way home. You're like, you're still hungry, so I'm going to eat again. Eat again at dinner. and Or you skip dinner because you ate so much during the day. And you're like, I, you're, you're trying to balance what you did. And then you end up being starving at nine, 10 o'clock and you eat again. Well, you're only giving yourself about five to six hours of digestive rest during that time. And you were eating, let's say yours all that wasn't, you weren't eating the clean food, you're eating the ultra processed food. So every time you did that, you spiked your blood sugar. When you do intermittent fasting, you have a certain window and even 12 hours is intermittent fasting. So if you stopped eating at 7 p.m. tonight and you don't eat again until 7 a.m., that is a form of intermittent fasting. You don't have to do the long windows, meaning that 16 hours of not eating and then only eight hours of eating to get the benefits. The one thing I don't agree with is what's called OMAD, one meal a day. Mm-hmm. Because especially for females, one, to optimize our hormones, we need nutrition. You cannot get enough nutrition in one meal a day. It's just not possible. Everything you're saying hits so close to home. I really hope that everyone listening, you know, does not just take this with a grain of salt because this, I have found the hard way that this is truth because I tried to do um, the extreme diets where I left out fat completely. Mm -hmm. And I did that for months, ignored my body's signals and, you know, ignored the, all the warning lights and it was screaming at me. I was putting the wrong gasoline in the car. And then also did, I did the overworking out. Mm -hmm. And then I also not, I don't even intermittent fast on purpose, but like you're saying, I just, I noticed that I feel a lot better in the morning when I eat dinner earlier, because Mm -hmm. then you also sleep better, right? Oh, you absolutely. Uh, A lot of, a lot of studies show that if you stop eating two to three hours before you go to bed, Mm -hmm. you will sleep better. You'll have, you'll have a more restful night of sleep instead of going to bed on a full stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I found. I usually stop three hours before bed. Yeah. So, So you know, we have the early bird, you know, it's 5 PM early bird uh to to go for it. It's okay. Get that early bird special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've gotten to the point where I look at what the more mature generation is doing and think they figured it out, you know, they, they, they're doing something. They've had more years on this planet and more experience. So maybe I should look at what they're doing. And I don't know if it's figuring out or your body's doing it for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, your body's saying, Hey, you need sleep. Hey, you need to eat at this time. I think our bodies are very smart. And if we listen to the cues, it tells us what it needs. Yes. Yes. And that's, what's becoming more difficult for people I find um because of all the noise Mm -hmm. and um so tuning in and also all the experts and the people giving different information so they're you know you're listening to all these different voices instead of what's what your body's saying yeah I call it analysis paralysis so you go down the google uh you know it's like how do I lose weight or 
what do I want to do or go down the Ozempic or Wagovi and, and, and you, and you are just paralyzed because there's just so much out there and your friends doing this and your neighbors doing this and the family members doing this. And all I always say is one, if it's too good to be true, it is Mm. two. If you would not let your daughter, granddaughter, whatever do it, then why are you? Mm. Yeah. You mentioned Ozempic. I'm glad you brought that up. That's been trending for a while. Can Mm -hmm. we kind of explain what that is for people who may have never heard of it? Ozempic, Wagovi, Monjero are the latest, I would say, diet trend. And what they are is that they are diabetes medications called GLP-1, which is glucagon-like peptide 1. It's a hormone in your gut. What it does naturally is it helps with insulin and it helps slow down digestion. That's what it does normally. Scientists have found this, found this hormone, were able to synthesize it and make it into an injectable form. When they studied, they found that it did help diabetics decrease what's called their A1C. It's a marker for diabetes blood sugar and it helped their fasting blood sugars. It also had a side effect that they lost about 10 to 15% of their body weight. I'm not going to say that there's not a place for Ozempic, Wagovi, Manjaro. There is. However, it comes with side effects. It's not the cure. If you are considering doing something like a diet pill, diet shot, please, please, please know you have to also pair that with nutrition and fitness. It's not an either or. You can't just like, oh, I'm just going to do Wagovi or, and I'm that, I'm not hungry. I don't have to think about it. I don't eat. And the weight just comes off. Okay, great. Weight came off. Now what? What weight came off? How much of that was muscle? How much of that was fat? How much of that, because you're not fueling your body, what's going on with your bones? You are leaching calcium, vitamin D, magnesium from your bones if you are not fueling your body. You're leaching muscle if you are not fueling your body. So yeah, you got into your skinny genes at what price? Because what happens in five years if you have osteoporosis? What happens in five years if you look older, skin sagging, no, no, no butt muscles and you fall and you break your hip. What happens if you, what gets what's called in, in our geriatric terms, frail, you think about an old person, what we usually think about is like bent over, maybe decrepit, they look weak. What happens if that's you at 35 or 40? And that to me is scary. It's mm-hmm. very scary. I understand. We all want that that easy button. We all want to get into our favorite genes, but at the same point, we think that a certain weight is going to make us happy. Mm-hmm. And you got to start working on the happiness factor now, no matter what weight you are, because I can tell you from experience. And I think everybody knows when you got to that weight, the doors didn't open. It wasn't hello kitty and unicorns and, and rainbows. Life was still there. The issues were still there. Mm-hmm. And if you, 
you understand that skinny doesn't equal health, then that is huge. And you start working on your health. You start working on your strength. You start working on how you feel. That's amazing. The problem with Wagovi and Ozempic is what we're seeing right now is not only the side effects are nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, it also slows down your gastric emptying, your, your, your GI tract. That's why it works because it, you're not hungry. You're just like, oh, I feel full all the time. In some people, it totally shuts it down, meaning that you feel full, bloated all the time, and now it, nothing's moving. That's not a good thing. We need that movement. You, the way we get rid of toxins is that movement. It's not reversible. Wow. So you have to be willing to have that side effect. It's like when you go through surgery, they say, okay, these are your risks. And depending on you weight, you outweigh the risks and the benefits. You have to be willing to be one of the, one of, I don't know how many it is right now. You have to be willing to possibly have that side effect. The other problem is, is that once you stop the medication, the weight comes back on, especially if you did not pair it with nutrition and fitness. Hmm. So to think that it's the answer, and I get it, and I've, I've seen people lose weight and like, damn, damn, you know, and it's, it's, it's for us females wise, it's like, oh my God, if it's just that easy, there's always a risk involved. And there's always a side effect. Nothing is a hundred percent, but what is a hundred percent? Nutrition and fitness, if done right. Hmm. And, and that's, that's, that's my issue, especially now that it's being as a boutique diet drug. So there's all these little clinics popping up everywhere. It's not being given in the sense of, Hey, let's work with you with your nutrition. Let's work with you in fitness. I have clients who are on the medication. And we're working with the nutrition, with the fitness, along with the medication. Mm-hmm. But if you have five or 10 pounds to lose, I would say even 15, let's, let's, let's work together. Let's do a different way because one, it's expensive. Two, I don't think you want to give your shot, yourself a shot every week for the rest of your life. And three, mm-hmm. side effects. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing because you can even find it on a menu right next to Botox. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And is, is, does it also go go by the name semaglutide? Semaglutide is the generic name. So semaglutide is what Ozempic is. Ozempic is only indicated for diabetes, but it's used off-label for diet. Wagovi is semaglutide that is used for weight loss. It's Its label is for weight loss. Mm. Yeah. See, I've also, I've even gotten text messages from different spas that do some things advertising this. And And, well, and see, if they're saying semaglutide, it means that they're having somebody make it for them. Now, in the laws of the United States, compounding is strictly regulated, strictly regulated. So I hope to God they're having it done at a compounding pharmacy. And when a product is available, you are not allowed to compound it. 
so what they're doing is that they're adding things to it. They're adding B12. They're adding other things to it so that they can say it's an original medication. Mm. You're taking it. The, the risks are huge when you're doing that. They are huge, especially if it's somebody who's not doing quality control. It, it's just, uh, it, it blows my mind. Blows my mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny how all the shortcuts that are presented to us in life, they ultimately aren't a shortcut. They often lead us down a longer path than the mm -hmm. actual, just, you know, old fashioned eat right and move your body. You know, it's, that's, it's so simple. Well, and back in the day we had Fen Fen, which was a old, um, diet medication that caused heart issues and heart attacks and strokes and people died. There was a supplement that was over the counter that got pulled because it caused people to die. Gastric bypass, we still see that there's issues later on in life because of not learning how to eat. I have several, lots of gastric bypass um, clients because they had it and then all of a sudden the weight comes back on. Well, they never got into the nutrition part. They never got into the building muscle part. And yes, you can't eat as much when you have gastric bypass, but when you're not fueling your body and you're still eating all the junk food, once again, those chemical reactions can occur and you're losing muscle. What's crazy is that Pepsi just came out and said, it's not affecting our, our, our sales at all. What? So if everybody's on this, and they're supposedly being healthy, you would think that the junk food industry would be having conniption fits right now, mm -hmm. but they're not because people are still buying and they're, they haven't seen it impact their sales yet. So to me, that's saying that people aren't changing the way that they're eating. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they're not even eating less or maybe they are, maybe. Yeah, they might be eating less, but they're still buying buying and eating the junk right so they're eliminating maybe foods that were actually the ones that were healing them mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah it is i know <laughs> so. So i'm like and i'm gonna scream, and i get i totally understand i just totally understand because you know females we we want that easy button we want that amazon prime we want that that body in two days and you know, you look on Instagram and this influencer looks amazing and they did this and, and this, then it's like, oh, here's another shiny object. Let me do this. And then let me do this. And then you get down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh, I'm just a failure. Nothing works for me. And you beat yourself up over and over again because of the yo-yo effect. It worked. It didn't work. It worked. It didn't work. And now somebody comes out and says, hey, you inject yourself. This will work. I get it. I get it. But if you don't fix what's in your head and if you don't fix the belief system and if you don't fix thinking about health instead of skinny, it's never going to stop. It's always going to be this constant, this, this constant weight on your shoulders. That's the key right there. Whether it's thinking I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not attractive enough, whatever it is it will show up in all different areas of your life. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Deep breath after that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. The underlying belief system. Yes. Um, this has been really great. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we wrap up? 
I always want to say people are like, what is the secret sauce? So if, you know, if you're, if you're not saying Ozempic, if you're not saying, you know, the diet shakes, that kind of thing, what is the secret sauce? You, my friend, are the secret sauce. Your beliefs, your mindset, your can do or cannot attitude is what's going to make the difference. If you want it, if you really want to prevent disease, if you really want to get healthy, you really want to get strong, you are the secret sauce. I'm just your tour guide. I'm 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 along for the ride. I'm your cheerleader. But we all have that power within us to change, to get healthy, to prevent disease, and to be freaking amazing. That's beautiful. I have one more question for you, but before I ask, where can people find you? The easiest thing is, so you can get my like Instagrams and LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff is on my website. And that is www.amykwilson.com. So that's www.amykwilson.com. And if you want a free download, you can go to www.amykwilson.com slash podcast. And there's a free download for you. Perfect. And I will have that in the show notes as well. My last question, I ask everyone at the end, what is your number one health tip, whether it's mindset, diet and nutrition, physical, emotional, just the one piece of advice you want everyone to know? One piece of advice is, I would say the 80-20 rule is, you know, hey, I love my chocolate chip cookies. You're not going to take it away from me. It's okay. Think about real food, focus on protein, fats, and carbohydrates for each meal. That will help. And then, you know what? If you have a chocolate chip cookie, great. You go out with somebody, great. What we don't want to do, stop starving yourself. Stop starving yourself. And you'll be amazed at things that you can, you can accomplish. I love that. Thank you so much, Amy. And thank you, everyone listening. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a beautiful day. You too. That concludes this episode. If this resonated with you, please give it a rating and review. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Links are in the show notes. I sincerely thank you for your time and your presence.